Get ready. I forgot. Because it's about to. I was just going to pretend like. For you <laughs> to speak your mind. <laughs> Secret. Girls Club. Sorry, we were in the middle of a conversation. We kind of had to stop. Otherwise, it would have been awkward. I was just, I was just saying, too. I had a really weird sleep. Yeah. I was like really cold at night. And then I started sweating. And I was just like, am I sick? And then oh. I couldn't fall asleep. And I just like, I eventually I fell asleep. But I slept maybe like two hours. Oh, so. no. I'm running on fumes today. Oh, but no. But when I woke up, my hair was just... Drenched. so like oily mm. and i know yesterday my hair was like fine you know i was like i can probably wait until thursday to wash them again that's weird and i woke up today just like, <laughs> like is it because body might be like on you maybe that's why you were hot or no i was cold and sweating that's so weird i was like really uncomfortable all night brooke tear when i hear that song in a club it'd be a banger <laughs> <laughs> it is we love it um, it's always weird when we have a guest who's like, we're going to awkwardly just dance. <laughs> just pretend. Like, just, just do something. Um, we should do a TikTok dance. We should do a TikTok dance. <laughs> Come up with something. Uh, we say that every month have not done any TikTok Let dances Let me write it yet. down. In the notepad that you're never going to look at? No, I actually look at this one. Sure. We wanted to do Wednesday dance. That didn't happen. New that task. was like several months ago. Um, but yeah. Hello everyone, how's everybody doing? I know um, since we went live earlier with Mendo, we may not have a lot of people coming through yet, so we will just trickle, we'll just go slow and have people trickle in, do a TikTok dance before it gets bad, seriously. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about it? A about little bit? what? About the TikTok band? Did you sure, follow, did you I follow the hearing? I, I like, dude, I didn't watch the whole thing. Oh but no, I, you can't. Yeah. It was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I did follow some of it. I watched Philly D. Like, that's my regular stream that I watch. Um, mm-hmm. It was... Is this like any other hearing, right? That has to do with technology? People don't they're know what they're so talking about. They're so inequipped. I don't understand why they don't, like, have professionals in the field speak on this. There's so many, like, non-profits that are, that are like, advocating for, like, media literacy mm-hmm. and just for like awareness and like anti like protect that data protection like all this stuff there's so many agencies that do that they should be invited to speak and question the c the ceo of tiktok if it's a real concern but this to me felt like circus like they they were they were just doing a stunt but they all all committee hearings are circus <sighs> like i haven't had it's i haven't exhausting. heard any committee hearing that has to do with facebook or amazon or any of them that's ever like oh we know what we're talking about I'm like no the question that you're asking are weird and it's not like it's the first time they're doing it they don't hear they because, did it with facebook yeah, yeah it's like you must be hearing what people are saying right like people are saying that you are not equipped then why don't you invite people who know what they're talking about yeah so it is it just makes every time they have a committee hearing i just think that they are doing this to distract us from something else that's happening oh yeah absolutely this is it so many things yeah (laughs) um is actually scary it's going to be used as president to monitor people's social activity banning tiktok is just a first step and it's very slippery slope as much as i agree with that i feel like monitoring people's social activity is already happening yeah and i also am thoroughly convinced that facebook and meta that includes whatsapp and that includes instagram and i don't even know what else is much more dangerous to democracy in the united states than tiktok because tiktok was used as i feel like this is gonna bite democrats in the ass because tiktok was used largely to troll trump um Mm. trump meetings and stuff because they were like selling out of tickets and then there were only like 30 people at the venue because they never showed up and stuff you know it's like and all of these like active uh like activism events would happen on tiktok with like gen z yeah but it's not democrats (laughs) who are trying to ban it it's both it's both it's one of the few issues that they agree on it it makes (laughs) it makes no sense i i don't i want to say like they don't um I don't think we really should ban TikTok regardless of what they're doing. 
because it's such a huge platform that there probably is going to be such an outrage with young generation for them to like take this platform away. Mm-hmm. Um, that has helped so many people live through in pandemic. Like mm-hmm. people were able to like survive through it, but. Yeah, AOC actually had a really informative TikTok on what the ban on this can lead to. Um, I do need to. I, I think she's really informative. They're just she's good. She's... Apparently, we don't want to use information, proper information in committee hearings. It's just a drama. It's a TV show. Yeah. It's a reality. It's TV. a reality TV. It is reality TV. Straight up, which is sad. That is like the lowest of the low. And that is our government. <laughs> yeah. yeah, seriously. Uh, um, it's awful. Well, so um, from that great news, uh, we are actually going to diverge into another um, sad reality Yay. that's happening. And that is a trans right issues uh, in America. If some of you may have remembered, we tried to do um, a podcast on this at the Indiana State House. Mm-hmm. Um Failed miserably because our internet wasn't great. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> we were a courthouse. We think the courthouse might have been like stopping or didn't have that proper Wi-Fi. That we, and then it was raining outside. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to do this again in person when we get a chance. Um, just kind of talk about what is going around in America. What is going on in our state and what may potentially be happening in your state. Um, and just try to spread some information um, to, yeah, just combat all the misinformation that's around the world right now. But, yeah, yeah it's sad. So, <laughs> if, if I remember correctly, when we were at the State House a few weeks ago, it was, there was, like, a general public hearing to hear, you know, Gender-affirming All sides. They, they were uh, hearing from professionals. We had Corey, uh, who is Serge's partner and also uh, a child psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Psycho- psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, who focuses on gender-affirming care. Mm-hmm. Um, she spoke with us and she was very informative. Unfortunately, she's not with us today, which yeah. is really sad. But um, they were hearing from her uh, boss. So, you know, they were they were hearing, you know, the professionals and professionals in the field, but they were also hearing people that were just concerned moms and mm-hmm. people who um I guess had a lot of emotional investment in this over yeah. over um factual. <laughs> but uh it it in the end it has passed. It moved through the House, right? And yeah, now it's it, at the governor's Yep. Desk. So it passed through Senate, passed through House, and now it's sitting at the governor's desk to either sign it or veto it. So S, like SB, Senate Bill 480, especially in Indiana, it could have a different number in any other states. But yeah, ours words, gender-affirming care, banning it. Uh, at that time, like Kitty said, I was hearing, and now it's at the governor's desk so mm-hmm. it's gonna get passed because yeah. the governor's republican um in our state our house and senate is also republican majority it's um, definitely gonna go to court as soon as it's passed <laughs> yeah yeah so essentially what it's going to do um is going to prohibit families from providing life-saving age-appropriate evidence-based care for trans youth um it will the limits even standard affirming mental health care as a part of coordinated campaign to drive transgender People, particularly youth, out of public life. Mm-hmm. Um, it will ban gender transition procedures for minor, and we will get more into that what that means. Um, and it will prohibit physicians, other practitioners like Corey, um, from providing gender transition procedures to an individual who is less than eighteen years old of age, minor, who, that are intended to alter the gender of the minor or delay puberty. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be it will be effective by July first of this year. Um, so until then, so if, it, if the governor does sign it, um, people who are already on a procedure can get those medicines until July 1st, and that's it. Um, so And, like, no concerns no for what that does to the person when they get taken off mm-hmm. in, immediately yeah. um, from this medication. Yeah. And the sad thing is, like, it, while doing research, I was talking to a few other people, and the question that... I was I don't know who I was talking to and the question that came up and I think that's a question that a lot of senators keep asking as well as like 
well, if my 12-year-old child uh, has this, like, they shouldn't be able to change their gender. Like, they shouldn't be able to get a life-altering uh, procedure and, that and they might regret later. They can't. Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. This, is, this law is not saving that or preventing that from happening. That's already been the case. Yeah. And, because and, yeah, you, yeah. You, you can, you know, gender-affirming care is many things. Mm-hmm. Surgery is one of, like, a very small aspect of it, and that doesn't happen until you are of age, right? Yes. So until you're 18, you can't do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So this law isn't really changing that. Exactly. And what it does is is preventing people from accessing things like therapy Mm -hmm. or hormonal therapy. Like, these are essential things that are not... They, those are all reversible mm-hmm. and they are safe and they are all done under supervi- medical supervision yeah. and also parental supervision and parental approval. Mm-hmm. The doctor will not just start medicating your child without the parent's consent. Yeah. Like None of this has happened anywhere. And the fact that this law pretends like they are solving this problem is just bizarre because that's never been the case (laughs) and that's a big point right like that's a huge point that the senators people who want this ban like surgeries the kids are having surgeries and yeah like Brakir said like it is a moot point minors are not allowed to have gender affirming surgery unless it's a life-threatening thing Mm -hmm. um like they're not they will do all kind of treatments that are reversible um, and those treatments are not just like, you can't just go to a doctor and be like, here, let's delay your puberty. No, you go through intensive um, care. You go through this evaluation to make sure it, that is something that you want. Um, and then the parents are there all the time. Why? Because they're minors. You can't do anything in America without your parents if you are minor. So yes. the idea that kids are just doing it and parents have no idea, that's the other things. Like, when did we become... When did this idea became a thing that minors can do? Right. Like, get gender-affirming surgery without parents' consent. If parents are okay with it, then that's between parents and their doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, like, unless the kids are just going around and having surgery, then that's a different thing. But, like, they're not. So it's between <laughs> <They> parents. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's between parents mm-hmm. and their doctors. Like, can yeah. we let them make this decision? And... Like Kenny said, like when we went to the hearing, they were hearing from like doctors. It's like, it doesn't matter. It didn't matter what they said. It didn't matter if they said like, it's a moot point. Mm-hmm. Kids won't have surgery. They have already made up their mind. Um, yeah. So it was just, that was the one thing like I have to tell everybody like who I talked to was like, listen, you're 12 year old. If they want to, they are not going to get surgery. Like unless it's really like life threatening yeah something life-threatening like um, your, your child can't even go and get lasik without your like written statement oh yeah like it's it's this is a thing for any procedure in any surgery so why would it be any different for this not even surgery they can't even get a driver license like if you're 16 your guardian needs to be there to sign it so like um haven't we thought this through and it just boggles my mind because like it's such a specific ban on such a specific community it's like you are clearly pushing them out um and bacteria is always so ironic when republicans label themselves a pro-life because trans people have an insanely high suicide rate and that rate skyrockets when they're denied gender-affirming care especially amongst children and that is very true and i think the whole concept of pro-life is very narrow-minded uh, mm-hmm. that goes with like even a woman's rights like when you're saying pro-life like okay then that means you don't care about the mom mm-hmm. like it's, you care about the kid who hasn't been born it's contradictory on, it is. In, in any way you look at it it doesn't make sense um and i've tried to i try to always look at things from you know other people's perspective because i don't want to believe that people are just evil mm-hmm. but when it comes to this I, you know, I was talking to Corey and I was like, so do you think that some of this just comes from a place of, instead of like a place of malice, do you think that it just comes from a point of ignorance? And if you, you know, during this hearing, if, if your boss is heard yeah. and, and she explains all these things that we just, we just highlighted, mm-hmm. very surface level, mm-hmm. um, 
if she explains it and they hear her, like they will change their mind. She's like, nah, nah girl, oh this God. is going through. And so I'm just, I don't, I don't understand. Like it, if you are entering an argument with your mind already made up, then you're wasting everyone's time, including yours. Mm-hmm. Like the, the hearing was a waste of time. Yeah. It was so emotional and so draining. And we just have to have it for the sake of appearing as a democracy. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's... And that's all it is, it's appearance of a democracy. Yeah. But it really, like, there is no democracy because the mind is made up on false narrative Yeah. to get the vote. Yeah. Like, it's, it's nothing to do with the kids. It's just, they're going to get the votes for the next election because they did this. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just really wish we lived in a world where facts mattered (laughs) yeah wouldn't that be amazing i know that would have been so good instead of people just getting emotional and triggered by like what they think is happening to just sit down and actually do research not look at videos on facebook but actually do actual research god maybe we wouldn't be here right now yeah that's a whole thing um so i there were a couple of questions that we asked Corey when we talked to her at the state house um, that I think nobody heard because the internet sucked. Um, there was like, why? So one question that always comes up is like, why can't transgender youth just wait until they're adults to receive gender affirming care? Um, and the main thing is, it's like, if you don't know anybody who's going through it, uh, people don't realize how deliver like how like how sad it is to be someone who who have to hide their body um when they're in gyms like who just cannot be comfortable in who who they are and they're just depressed and you don't understand why it is and yeah maybe we can force the kids to be 18 to do it but will we do that if somebody has diabetes like if somebody had diabetes and they were 12 year old are we gonna be like no you're a minor wait until you're 18 to get pills um we'll fix it then yeah it's essentially a health issue yeah um it should be treated as such yeah. instead of like let's just wait you know I, this I, I remember my my periods were so bad mm-hmm. and i got them like when i was 15 i got, had to get on contraception at that age yeah not because i was having sex <laughs> but because i needed to manage the pain yeah. and like 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 everything every like treatment uh medication like any 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 kind of therapy mm-hmm. it is a multifaceted uh with multiple benefits type of type of thing that yeah. you that you're doing for yourself and like i feel like sometimes we just like <laughs> what's the expression like you pour away baby with the bath water or something like that what what expression is that? Is it an expression? Hold on. Is that like it. a Czech expression? Oh, no, no, no. You pour a baby away with the bath water? Baby with <laughs> the bath water. Like I have to look at this up. That's a whole lot of everything. Oh, figure just eating Don't out. throw the baby out with the bath water. Don't throw the baby out with the bath water. Yeah. Okay. And that's what we do when we're like, okay, contraceptions or abortions bad yeah. ban them all yeah like it, you're you're poor the baby's gone like <laughs> come on save the baby that's hilarious no that makes sense like i like beside you like there was somebody else uh i knew in college who's also was on birth control pill for like very young age yeah. because she had such a bad cramps that she couldn't do anything um and that was like the first time I heard about it because at that time I was like, oh, because my parents never talked about birth control pill to me mm-hmm. or sex or yeah. anything to that topic. So I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And yeah. Speaking of period talk, that is also banned now. Oh, yeah. Yay. That's, I know it makes Hashtag no sense freedom. to me. That we, so in Florida, right? Like, so in Florida yes. now, um, you cannot talk about period unless you're in a specific class and above. And if it's only in a class education, like in a sex education. You know, I remember when I was in school and I was 13 or 14. That was already late because I know some of my friends already were having periods. Yeah. But I remember like, you know, our class got separated. Boys in one room and girls in the other room. And girls were told about periods and stuff. I don't know what the guys were told about, but probably masturbating. But girls were told about periods. 
<laughs> and and we were like, I still, even though I, that was an education that I received, yeah. I, when it happened to me the first time, I literally thought I was dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like, it, it just, it happened once and they just like checked it off. But that's not enough. Like you need to continuously talk about like as, as, as we develop as humans and we're tiny and we're children. Like if you start bleeding suddenly in the middle of the day, you will think you're dying. Yeah. Like, nobody deserves that. And even the like education around period is so high level. Like they don't tell you it's, why it's, it's happening, terrible. and then it will be happening every month. It's just more so. I remember like when I was told, in like in India they don't do education. I don't know about now, so I didn't know. But like I had sex education in high school here, and by the time I was already having periods, so it didn't mm. matter. But it was like such a high level. Like this is something you will have every month. Moving on. Like, <laughs> cool but how do you manage why it? <laughs> like what do you do with it like it, what about cramps like can we talk about all the other stuff and you're right like the first time i got my period and it happened to me my i was at a village and my grand my grandma had passed away so a lot of family was over mm-hmm. and and i like it was this thing like i found i had period i didn't know what to do and then my mom found out because she saw my underwear and she's like oh she talked to me like very briefly mm-hmm. even her she was like here are the pads use these like that's it that was the education but i'm like oh my god am i dying like what's happening mm-hmm. um and then i found out the information from somewhere else but it, it's something that you need to talk about and like more and more i hear about these like handmaid's tale it's gonna happen Handmaid's Tales is going to happen. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're, about there. we're just etching closer every day. And it's just sad. Yeah, never got the sex talk. Maybe my parents <laughs> don't think I'm virgin. I, same here, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they will be... I'll be curious if my mom have tried to have a talk with me on my wedding day. I'll be like, Mom, stop. Yeah. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Please don't go any further. Oh, my God. So we talk about the bees and... I don't even know. I, I don't even know what the <laughs> conversation is like. I'm need to ask my sister. Like the mom talked to her. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, it does feel like we took a giant step back and things are worse for minorities, LGBTQ, um, plus for people than they were 10, 20 years ago, for sure. I feel like nobody benefits from these policies, mm. and that includes even the most privileged, you know, people, statistically white men, like. E- it's it doesn't benefit anybody no and i don't so what's the point of having that bill about not having talking about your periods i don't understand but i don't get it kids it's not about even it? sexual period happens yeah like, it, we exist we women exist we have periods once a month this yeah. happens to us i think we're not doing this to ourselves for it's, pleasure yeah it's not on purpose <laughs> and the thing is like the teacher can't even like console or tell the kids like yeah. it makes I, like it really boggles my mind I'm like why we this is a thing mm-hmm. um we, like kids yeah. are not even talking about it because they have no idea what it is they think they're dying so, so yeah <laughs> apparently in indiana um in schools you were not allowed for a while to use your students preferred gender this has already been a thing oh uh, one of my friends is a former teacher mm-hmm. and she told me that she just had to avoid Using pronouns in general because she didn't want to abide by the policy. Yeah. Um, but sense. she also didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. So she would just always use um, students' names. Makes like sense. James instead of he. Makes he, sense. Or she, you know, or they. Like she would just use the, ma- the like their names without any pronouns. Is that bill also passed where um, I know it was in front of Indiana State uh, about teachers essentially ratting the kid out if they express that they want to be trans or like they want to have a gender affirming care um i I don't know if we have had a hearing around that but there are several other bills um in front of the committee um and one of them is essentially like if there is a kid um who say say that they need to like yeah the schools will have to notify a student's parent uh, within five days if the student is an unemancipated minor, if the student disclosed information to a school employee about having conflicted feelings about one's gender identity expression. This huh. includes changing 
or expressing the desire to change one's pronoun, name, or attire that isn't consistent with their biological sex at birth. So schools are, especially, and especially if you go to a counselor, because that is the only environment yes. where you would yeah. say something like mm-hmm. this, that is confidential. That is... <sighs> Not really. Okay, I understand that yeah. the parent, parent has the right to know, but like, is in school, it's a safe zone for kids when for some mm-hmm. at home, which is something they can't escape, is not safe. And like, I mean, we've seen The Wire. Yes. Like, we know that not every home is good for a child to be in, but also the other option is to go to the system, which is also not great in, in this country or anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. it's better to be with your family, but like, if they're abusive or stuff, imagine that like, they're super anti-trans or mm-hmm. anti-LGBT, and you just want to confine in in a, in a therapist, which at this point is only your counselor. Mm-hmm. You tell them that you're attracted to the people of the same gender, or that you're thinking that maybe you don't feel right in your own gender, in your own body, and this person has to tell your parents, who are going to beat the shit out of you as soon as you get home. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know at what concept. If there's a confidentiality between counselor and the students, there should be. There should be. Um, there should be, and I'm assuming there is. But if this bill passes, then that kind of takes away that from the teachers, from the counselors, from the school, period. Like, if anybody, if any kid tells anyone, like counselor, teacher, principal, they have to tell the parents within five days. Um, so kind of like have to vet them out. Um, the other bills that are in front of um, have been proposed in Indiana um, is House Bill 1346 that will prevent school from requiring or encouraging employees from calling a student or another school's employee by a pronoun, name, or nickname that isn't consistent with one biological sex and name on birth certificate. I believe this has apparently, been passed. Apparently that's been a thing. Yeah. So they codified it, but I guess Great. some schools have already been enforcing it, per my former teacher friend. Yeah. The other one is 1608, would prohibit school employees or a third-party school instructor from providing instructions regarding gender fluidity, gender roles, gender stereotypes, gender identity, gender expression, or sexual orientation to K-3 student. So something like this has already been passed in Florida, but in Indiana, that's in front of the committee. Um, so um, as... As, as an educator, I, I'm not practicing right now, but yeah. I have a degree and I remember that we had these discussions in my class as well mm-hmm. um, because newer newer um, workbooks or class books come with uh, more diverse like family examples yeah. or like if you're having like if you're for example, if you're learning English and you have a dialogue, mm-hmm. maybe it's about like literally just like randomly it's just like, it's two people yeah. that are gay, but it's not even, um, it doesn't matter. Like you don't know. And, but like, it's just kind of like we're raising a child together. Like it's two dudes raising a child together. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a family of three displayed, but yeah. they're just like going to get ice cream and you're learning how to ask for a fucking ice cream. Yeah. And, uh, but like this, like inclusion is super important for normalization mm-hmm. of LGBTQ plus people existing, just existing. And if you if you if you just show constantly just uh, a man, woman, child or children, like you're it's, you're you're banning people from existing. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like a representation that's like complete. Yeah, it really is. That's like you are banning different kinds of people. Like mm-hmm. if it's not a man or female marrying each other everything else just cannot exist yeah like it just doesn't exist which is not true and yeah like the more we try to like go forward we keep going back mm-hmm. like we go forward and we go two steps back yeah um it's horrible um i was recently listening to a podcast about this um she's a new york based lawyer and activist mm-hmm. who is her job is to create LLCs for family units okay. that do not conform to the usual marriage or like, you know, like a the structure of it. Yeah, yeah, the nuclear family unit that we are like used to defining. Yeah. 
because marriage comes with so many benefits it uh, allows you to get on your spouse's insurance you can file taxes jointly oh damn okay um, and if you are in in a in in a family unit that's mm-hmm. perhaps like you are cohabiting mm-hmm. with another person mm-hmm. or you or for example you're you're a single person mm-hmm. but you don't have insurance because you have a shitty job yeah but your your roommate that yeah. works that lives with you and you've lived with each other for five years and yeah. you're like best friends and you rely on each other mm-hmm. you can if you if you get this llc yeah you'll be able to get insurance for each other so she's huh. essentially I have no She's idea. She's like kind of advocating for acceptance of different like family structures. Yeah, but through LLC. Through LLC, because it's the only way to do that right now. Because there is no other way for people to actually get health insurance if they if they're single. That's and, and that's a great idea. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, but the oh. fact that we have to go through these hoops to essential things like health insurance is crazy. Yeah, and like just the. Family, I feel like everybody should see at this point that like the divorce rates are through the roof. Like marriage as 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 an ideal like unit, it's mm-hmm. not working for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, more and more, we see that like polyamorous relationships are becoming commonplace. Yeah. So you kind of have to adapt the laws to what society wants, and like I feel like instead we have the people that are stuck in their ways to dictate what other what the rest of society does oh yeah otherwise you don't get this you don't get that but like all the things that you're denying are essential to human like literally well-being survival yeah it's so people they're not seeing that like oh people are progressing this is not working maybe we should try a different way they're like no because you're trying different ways that's why it's not working yep. so let's force you back into mm-hmm. what was working in the past and what was working in the past wasn't because it was working it's because that was the only options people had mm. and that was what society was telling them you have to be in a monogamous male and female relationship and you can't get divorced because either females didn't have the opportunity or had the options to do so mm-hmm. so the ladies like stuck with it um, yeah. so it's like that doesn't mean that was working perfectly like the yeah. divorce rate was down that doesn't mean people were happy <laughs> as soon as we got contraceptives <laughs> Yeah, was, just, we went wild, <laughs> and I think that's where it just—it it, people who are in the courthouses right now—they're all old people who should be retired a long time ago and take their thinking with them and let yes. the younger generation take in because clearly we need a change. We need things. People want different things, so let's. We need more representation of that in our Congress, in our Senate, in government. And that's going to take several years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Several years still. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do need age limits on judges, Congress, and the House. And the presidents. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to be like, we're not trying to be ages, But mm-hmm. it, it, like at, at some point, you know, once you're like past 65 or 70, you... It is, it goes against your self-interest mm-hmm. to, like, I just, I would call vote of confidence on this because it is against this person's self-interest to do a thing, to, to act policies that would not benefit them, yeah. but would benefit future generations because yeah. they're literally gonna die mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we will inherit the mess that they decided to create. Yeah. And it's not even about more so ages. Like if people who have been in Congress for several years, you probably oh, yeah. have lost touch of oh, yeah. what public needs or wants anymore because you have been stuck in this Congress realm. But can't you only be like in service, like in in certain positions for like two terms at the most? Um, in presidency, but I don't believe that's true for senator. Oh. Um. Or. Republican, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in the Congress there have been people who've been in Senate for a really, really long time. Um, like Senator Feinstein, yeah, she like I think just yeah, that's that's like really old. Just retire, just enjoy your like, just get sassy, go to, go get some pie, and I don't know, I don't know what all people do. Talk, talk with other of your neighbors and just just fucking gossip. I don't. I, don't be in the fucking parliament. <laughs> yeah, true. 
Um, yeah, and like so going back to our topic uh, about trans right, um, so there was a comment that I want to address. Say like, yeah, puberty blockers and the long-term effects are not being considered when they're put on hormones. They're causing infertility and other issues. There are there are countless um, something of people yeah who mentioning have, it yeah and yeah so like there are always going to be a case that any kind of medicine that you take it's going to have an effect on some people differently than they will have the other mm-hmm. um, but I think the thing that's not being discussed is that people are not put on puberty blockers on hormone therapy on their first visit. Mm-hmm. That's unless that is really essentially needed. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, if the kid is experiencing something and the parents recognize it, parents are the one who make an appointment, take their kids to figure out like what is really going on, what's needed. Um, and then they go through multiple sessions to understand if that is really what they want. If that is the case, then they do talk about what could be the side effects. Mm-hmm. And end of a day, it's up to the parents to agree with if they want to have their kids put on it. And then they let them know, like, hey, it's irreversible. Um, there are side effects. That doesn't mean everybody will go through side effects. That's like birth control pills. It's we take same. birth control pills, yeah. but that means there are a lot of side effects. We could oh, yeah. have infertility. Like, I have IUD right now, and there is a case that I might be infertile. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a high percentage, but that is a case. So yes. Every I don't have other has- options has after effect yeah. or um every medication yeah. has a side effect side and effects. some people get affected differently than the other but <laughs> sometimes that's the only option that you have so if me being on birth control iud gives me the freedom that i wouldn't have the otherwise i am gonna take that risk mm-hmm. um, it's a calculated risk that i am taking so yeah. there's a calculated risk that parents take for their kids um because a lot of times the kids are in a mental state where um they're just like they have either have gender dysphoria like they you need to you can't just get them like you have so in gender dysphoria that is a clinically significant distress or impairment over someone's gender identity not matching their sex assigned at birth not all transgender and non-binary people experience gender dysphoria so that's not a case for all of them mm-hmm. uh, but the end of the day puberty delays are reversible compared to surgeries which are not recommended until they're of age mm-hmm. so past 18 yeah. um but i think the thing that comes down to the people need to talk about it, like all this treatment is done with the parents consent mm-hmm. parents are there they discuss it with their doctors yeah. and then come to a decision what would make their kid happy and most of the time maybe it's not a medicine maybe it is just continuing counseling or therapy and that's what it is like you continue therapy uh, Corey Sosurge's partner that we talked to uh, I wish she was here we tried are we gonna one day we will have her in a podcast mm-hmm. um, but one thing like she mentioned like there is a really intense intensive evaluation done psychiatric evaluation done um, for everybody to make sure they are sound mind and that is something that they really need mm-hmm. um it's not like oh i want to be like I, I i want this kind of medicine no the doctor makes that decision and let the parent know it's not mm-hmm. something that you hear from the news about this infomercial and mm-hmm. that's what i want that's not how yeah. it's really done um and yeah most surgeries are not done until you're after 18 that's doctors will not recommend it unless it is a life-threatening mm-hmm. like doctors won't recommend it kids are not getting surgery um because they are not like they are not reversible. Surgeries are not reversible, so it makes sense to not allow the kid who is still growing. Right, the kid is still growing. It's same like getting tattoos. You don't want to get tattoo when you're younger than eighteen because your body's gonna stretch out, and that tattoo is gonna look horrible. Uh, but yeah, also you are. <laughs> you already <laughs> know what you want. <laughs> you don't know what you want, so you gotta have to. Um, but. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a whole. <sighs> the other thing, so like, are hormone therapy safe? Yes, but like other medication have side effects and require mm-hmm. medical monitoring. It yep. really is an ongoing process where you continue to monitor and modify. Puberty blockers can have some effect on bone mineralization, and h- hormone therapy can h- have effect future fertility. These medications are approved by FDA, so these are approved by FDA. But like any medication, you have to monitor it. And sometimes you have to go through multiples because one doesn't work, maybe the other would work. 
just with birth control. Not all. Like, I went through four different kind of birth controls. And oh, yeah. um, I hated the pill. I had injections. Um, hated the injection because I couldn't stop bleeding. Um, like, dude, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the rod put in. Like, you know how like you have, like, a tiny rod? I forgot what it's called. Oh, um, um, like a chip. I, I don't know. Something. Um, that wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of it either. But now I'm on IUD. Uh, it works amazing but iud didn't work for my sister like she hated it mm-hmm. it, it like fell out of her oh apparently uh, <laughs> i know so it's like it worked for one person it didn't work for the other so mm-hmm. it's something that you have to continue monitoring there's just not yeah. a one solution for all um but right now we're not giving any options right like they're we're taking yeah. away those options like yes. imagine taking away the option it's like like i don't I don't care. I, it may not. It won't affect me. But what if it did? I want to have the option to be able to talk through with my doctor if mm-hmm. that's something that I want to go through. And maybe I won't. It doesn't need to happen to you for it to matter to you. That's true. Exactly. Um, but it, it just there is a lot of kids who are going through the struggle of gender dysphoria, and now we are taking away the education for them kids to talk. That doesn't mean. And I think the one thing that people forget to talk about, like, oh, that wasn't the case when I was younger because there was no education around it for the kids to know what they were going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like my mom usually says, uh, not anymore, when we were used to have, like, same-sex marriage discussion, and my mom was like, well, people at my time weren't gay. It was like, nobody was coming out at your time because they would get killed. <laughs> like, because that's what you didn't hear. That doesn't mean exactly. that doesn't exist. Oh, my God. Um, like, every time that happened like so many times i would just yeah. look at a mom that's the like, same with divorce nobody was getting divorced like you like when you were younger yeah. because that was not an option yep um now there's higher divorce rate because that is an option mm-hmm. um so yeah um, but that's that's a, a whole thing um I, I do um this is like a gloomy talk um because it seems hopeless but i did want to bring out some examples of where um lawmakers um, are doing good things or communities are trying to fight this in, a, in smart ways. Um, I did want to highlight, and someone mentioned it in a chat as well, uh, Michaela Kavanaugh from uh, Nebraska, yes. who is filibustering the hell out of their session. I love it. Nothing is getting passed because she's it. just on it and she won't stop until they put away this anti-trans bill and sense. don't bring it up again. As soon as they bring it up again, she's going to be back there again and just speak. And um, I think it's very important to have um, politicians like that that are passionate and that stand for what's right, in their opinion. Um, There is... um, This is not related to... um, But it's it's a great... great But it's funny. I love this. So, Utah parents call Bible porn in reaction to school's ban on sexually explicit books. Um, I love that. Um, yeah. Because Bible is very sexual. And, you know, there's there's so many tales with just very weird, like, um, like some of it is bestiality. Some of it is just prostitution. Some of it, it's just rape, 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 rape on rape. <laughs> And uh, it's funny that, you know, that the Bible is being called. And I think at it, least it to, falls under the law that, that the Republicans wrote. But yeah. obviously they wouldn't want it to affect the Bible. Like, did you actually read the Bible? Nobody has read the Bible. It's, it's very unless, violent and uh, sexual. Unless you've done religious studies. And, and that's the only like time. no shade. I, you know, I my husband's Christian, but I'm giving shade. my husband is christian and i have utmost respect for my family who is also christian but they also don't they are also for separation of church and state yeah as we all should be yeah so um lastly wyoming abortion ban is blocked due to obamacare era amendment so (laughs) another example of former um uh i don't know former interests of having you know bodily autonomy and choices regarding healthcare to be put on individuals 
mm-hmm. are now being used against abortion bans and anti-trans bans. So this is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it also reminds me of like all the, all the examples when like people that are using like the word woke to describe, you know, people that they don't like mm-hmm. or uh, like anti-woke and like anti-wokeism needs to die. <laughs> like those people, every time they are asked to define woke, they just have like an absolute meltdown. And because they don't understand it. It's beautiful to see. No, they understand it, but they can't say it out loud because they would have to admit that they're, they don't want to <laughs> dismantle the systems of oppression. They don't like. It's true. That's true. You know, like they want to continue. We want to oppress. Yes. Yeah. Please let us oppress. Let's oppress. This everybody. is what we want. They can't say that out loud. Yeah. Oh so they're just like, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. There's like some things like they they just takes the term and go from it. It's like mm-hmm. Brexit, like Brexit, and then after what happens, it's like, like oh, oh no, we just thought it was a cool term. Like, <laughs> so you know, you didn't know what it was. Uh... Um. But, it, it, yeah, people will take terms and just fight against it. Um, there was a, one comment I do want to say, like, I like it doesn't matter if we have a kids or not. I think the one thing that people are forgetting, like, okay, there is a lot of representation in the media. Like, you're watching a TV show, there's people who are trans, there's people who are in, having gay marriages, like, same-sex marriages, all of it. That is more for representation, but it, that doesn't mean that the adults are pushing the agenda down to kids. If kids want to be, like, if I have a son who wants to be a girl mm-hmm. or pop, patrol pop, um, the kid's not going to have able to make that decision mm-hmm. without my permission. So mm-hmm. as a, if it's 19, do whatever you want. I have no, like, you can do whatever you want. That's your money. I'm not paying for your surgery. But, that, <laughs> but as a minor, if my kid wants to be, a dog well <laughs> i can take that kid to a psychiatrist have them get evaluated but end of a day it's gonna be my decision if and the doctors and doctors probably gonna be like no that's very stupid that can't happen like, all right we're gonna move on so like if kids want to do something that doesn't mean they just get to do it like kids mm-hmm. don't have yes. in in our country anybody who's younger than 18 don't have a right to do things. Yeah. And now we're taking any rights that they may have had, mm-hmm. which weren't their rights to begin with. They were, it was guardians. Yes. Like it was with the guardians responsibility to go do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we are not taking away the rights from kids. We are taking away rights from their parents yep. to give that choice to the kid mm-hmm. to make them happy. Yep. That's so what's happening. In the end, it's just a whistle, like dog whistle law. Yeah. That doesn't change much in terms of actually protecting kids. It does not protect kids from shit. Mm-mm. It hurts kids because and they don't have more. access to fucking therapy. Like, if you are going through um, a transition or any kind of gender affirming care, you need to talk through it. You need to be able to talk freely in front of your medical provider and your medical provider needs to be able to talk freely back to you based on their expertise and what they spend years studying and Mm -hmm. preparing for. Because now, instead of being able to use their expertise to provide the best possible advice, they have to go check the law books first before they can say anything. How is is that anywhere close to what America is supposed to stand for? I don't know. Yeah, and I think a lot of people who are joining uh, just want to repeat, kids who are younger than 18 don't have a choice to have a surgery to change their gender. The doctors do not recommend that. That is a moot point. That has never been the case. Um, The only only options that the minors have is the hormonal therapy that is reversible, Mm -hmm. puberty delay, also reversible, um, therapies. Like, just regular therapy, talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. No doctor will recommend a surgery for a minor. Um, even if they do, it's a, it's going to be recommended to the parents to have that discussion. And that's only if they, it's a life-threatening yeah. um, case. Like, there, there's, like, they were born with something that they need to have a surgery on. But that's not, mm-hmm. they're not, that's not, 
I understand what far rightists are saying that they don't want their kids to have a gen- so gender affirming assignment surgery. It just doesn't happen. That's like not the case. So for that to be a point to ban these choices mm-hmm. is a moot point because, like Kelly said, all the doctors, are professionals, are speaking in this hearing who are saying this exact thing mm-hmm. that the kids don't go through surgery and they're not listening to them. Mm-hmm. So there are other cases, but they're not listening to them. And now what, what do we do? Yeah. Like, who are you listening to? Like, who are senators listening to if they're not listening to your doctors? Yeah. To the people who are voting them? Well, they are not doctors either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who are? Like, it just, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where it... I, I really want to drill this point to everybody is just like the kids are not having surgeries <laughs> like that's really moot point um, I feel like you said it like 20 times <laughs> I want to continue saying like the kids are not having gender they are not surgeries. like that's not a thing uh. um, and yeah and the, every every kind of therapy any kind of medicine has side effects but that's yes. a discussion between the doctor and the parents mm-hmm to understand all the side effects and then make a choice for their kid. Um, it's up to the parents to make that decision and doctors should have the choice to ha- be able to give that information to your parents and the parents can make a decision. Kid is not paying for that. The yeah. kid is not just walking up, making an appointment with the doctor. That just doesn't happen. Um, it's because of parents' insurance that they're able to get through that. So the kids themselves can't do shit. Mm-hmm. It's up to the parents, and they're the one who should be able to make a decision. Like, if I'm a parent, I want to have that choice to be able to make that choice for yeah. my kid. Or and, not. And if I am a medical professional, I don't want to consult the law before I provide the best care that I can, that I was raised, that I was trained <sighs> to provide. Yeah. It's like... <sighs> you waste so much time especially if like in life and death situation like you you need to be able to act fast especially in emergency situations and like a lot of time now because of these laws not just the anti-trans bill but the anti-abortion bill and many other um anti-whatever bills Mm -hmm. it's putting extra strain and extra risk on medical professionals so that they instead of trying to save a life have to ask themselves if them doing the right thing is going to send them to prison mm-hmm. or end their career. And that's scary. Like you went through school so many years and now you can't provide the care that you got education on yeah. because the law is telling you not to. <laughs> um, yeah. And now what? So the other thing, the other question came up. So now that this bill is going to be passed, it's in front of the governor in Indiana at least, what is the outcome that we can see? And talking to Corey, who's a child psychiatrist, a surrogate partner, she is prepping her practice now that she cannot, until July 1st, they will, after July 1st, they won't be able to give um, gender affirming care. They're essentially pre- like prepping their practice, knowing that there's going to be kids who's going to be coming in later because of depression, um, because of suicidal thoughts, um, because of all like other cases who's going to be worse that could have been proactively prevented if they were able to give them a care. So they are just prepping to make sure like in a year or two, there's going to be a huge number of intakes. And mm-hmm. this change, this impact, we're not going to see like right away. It's going to be something we're going to see in a year or two in multiple years yeah. when the number goes up. And, um, and this again, it's too late it seems to me again to be the case of prioritizing not prioritizing um preventative care and only addressing health issues when they arise Mm -hmm. and that's like the entire health system in the united states is based on like not on prevention yeah there's no preventative care Mm -hmm. um in in my country our system is based on prevention so we are like we are encouraged to go to our annual visits. We're encouraged to do our uh, dental twice a year. We are encouraged to do um, OBGYN. We're encouraged to do all these different like things at a certain times that they should be happening. If we do follow through on these um, 
visits, mm-hmm. we get rewards in forms of like coupons, like for for like health related services, thing, yeah. like like massages yeah. or like uh, I don't know some kind of therapy, and that's great because then you have healthy population. Mm-hmm. You spend less money ultimately on healthcare for a population versus addressing emergencies. Mm-hmm. Emergency visits are so expensive for a reason. They so expensive. are like so time consuming they should only be used for actual emergencies and a lot of the times people come to emergency rooms with preventable things Mm -hmm. and in my opinion um people like these kids that are going to come with suicidal ideation or attempts at their lives down the line those are all prevent preventative Mm -hmm. like they they can be prevented with this care that's being denied yeah and that's where we are yeah and I just also want to say, like, um, so every major medical organization that is including American Medical Association, Ameri- American a- Academy of Pediatrics, American Psychiatric Association, and more agrees that gender-affirming care for transgender patients, which can range from social interventions to hormonal treatments to surgery, is both safe and medically appropriate. Um, so it's not something that's being done without the care of the doctors it's mm-hmm. just a matter of having an option and somebody said it really well in the chat it's like it's the the whole point is having options like it doesn't mean having an option to have an abortion doesn't mean i will have an abortion when it comes down to it but i want to know that there is an option if i need it it's there mm-hmm. um the other day i was having a discussion with pat about guns and i don't know how we got there because my parents <laughs> been telling me that i need to get a gun yeah um and you, you kind of do you live alone. <laughs> exactly. And Pat was like, essentially like, oh, somebody comes in your house, you're going to freeze. Nobody's going to like shoot. Like, you're not going to be able to shoot. It's like, maybe I won't, but at least I have an option to be able to do that, right? Like, yeah. maybe I will freeze. Um, but what if I don't and I am in a situation where I do need to use it, then I have the option to use it. And that's where it comes down to. Like, it, if there's a resources out there, um, for all this information that doesn't mean i will need it but if i do at least it's available and i'm knowing like as an educator i won't go to jail because i'm talking about periods to a kid um if i am a psychiatrist that doesn't mean i will go to jail because i am talking about gender affirming care to somebody Mm -hmm. um like there's just an option to be able to provide to parents to kids to everybody and taking that away we are just going back where People don't know what to do with the thoughts and feelings that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just sad. Yeah. It's and if you, sad. if you ban this type of um, discourse um, from public life or from uh, like medical offices, it's still there. It didn't go anywhere. It's still there. It's just being suppressed. And that's also not good mm-hmm. for anybody. No. Yeah. We've recently had... Um, one of our latest school shootings in the series of school shootings in America, um, the person that did the shooting, I think, was what was she by? I'm sorry, I um, spaced out. Sorry, I think <laughs> I think that uh, well, apparently the shooter was from Nashville. Yes. Yeah, it was all uh, the this legend. She was non-binary or something. Yeah, something. Um. And now that's that's the main that's the story, of course. you know. And like you know, we have to ban blah 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 blah. No, because guns. you've been doing this, and also guns, but also like people's mental health is in the fucking gutter because yeah. you are you are not allowing people to have those options. Like, yeah, and- I don't understand. Like these thoughts. You ban them from being expressed, but they're still in people's heads. And mm-hmm. if they feel like they can't express because they're not accepted by society and shunned from public life. What do you think is going to happen? And that doesn't mean we condone it, but no. I think that's where all the shooting else as well, right? Like everybody, they keep bringing up the topic like, oh, that person was going through a mental health issue. Like, all right, what resources are we providing them then? Yes, exactly. Like, we're not taking away guns, exactly. but we're not providing resources to Either. help people who are going through mental health crisis. Yeah. So now the other thing is we're going to have teachers with guns? Like, do te- I mean, teachers need resources to take care of their mental health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, it just it it's just it's just sad reality. Um, it's just sad reality. But it, I think the end of the day, we just wanted to we just wanted to have this podcast because we tried to have this podcast a month ago when there was a hearing happening in our state. Uh, we wanted to have it at the courthouse. We tried technical yeah. difficulties didn't help us, so we wanted to bring this back around because this is not only happening in our state where there's anti LGBTQ bills. Um, but ACLU, American Civil Liberty Union, is tracking 434 anti-LGBTQ bills around the nation. So, and it has passed in nine states. Um, like, yeah, only six states in the U.S. have not proposed anything around it, but nine states already have it. Several states, it's like sitting in front of the governor and the state senate. It's just, regardless how you feel, regardless what your opinions or feels are, but taking away any kind of right from a small community is going to end up impacting everybody um, because you may not may know them as a friend. You may know them as your mom, your dad, or whoever. Um, it is going to impact everyone and not just those specific people. So I think it's just yep. a matter of we're not saying like, oh, the kids should have a gender transition, but now we're taking away any kind of care and that's yeah. just simple therapy mm-hmm. um, we have resources but we're taking them away from them um, it's the bill is not like oh let's provide them more resources no the bill is no resources yes. and I think even talk just talking about it expressing that you feel a certain way about your gender is banned from schools mm-hmm. and it's banned from hospitals and if your home is not um, safe, you know, safe space where you can express this then you just suppress it. And you can't talk about it in schools either. Yeah. Like in Indiana, I know other states too. Like, yeah, like Kelly said, in schools, you can't talk about it anymore either. Mm-hmm. Because if you do, they are required in five days to tell their parents. And forbid that parents don't trust it in either. So what is left for those poor kids to do? They can't talk about it to anyone. Like, mm-hmm. At all, imagine you being as a kid and you feeling some certain way and you have no educational resources to be able to, because those books are being banned from libraries, so you can't go into the library to figure out how you're feeling, why you're feeling this. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to your teacher or your counselor because you might get ratted out. You can't talk to your parents because they don't understand it. Um, you can't talk at mm-hmm. all. And again, 21st century, 2023, we can't talk about our feelings about in the country of free speech country of free speech that is a freedom right for free speech um and where we hell bent on my body my right of not wearing mask hey and now but you gotta have the baby i gotta have that baby and you gotta keep those genitals to wear a mask um it's a very confusing time. It's a very confusing time to be living in. And I just really feel sad about all these kids. But I'm hoping that whatever state you're living in, um, you kind of look into all the bills that are being proposed in your Senate. If there's a protest, please go voice your... Just be there as a support. May not change anything. Um, but at least more people you talk about it, the more education or more information you can put out there that... Kids are not having surgeries. Let them know. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> um, I touch buttons. Um, we do actually have a public forum where people can um, you know, express their feelings and such, and that is our Discord. Mm-hmm. We have a specific uh, channel. It's called Let's Talk. Mm-hmm. So we hope that people who need to talk actually use that. Yes. Um, you know, nobody in there is a professional, and mm-hmm. we are advocating for professional intervention and access to that type of service. We don't provide that service, but you can always come and vent Mm -hmm. with us, but it's not going to help you medically, probably. Probably not, because medical professionals are not being allowed to do this. So So, that's the problem. That's the problem. (laughs) You can't really fix that, so (laughs) we can just talk about it. Yeah, and public, yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, we are going to find somebody to raid. Who are we raiding? Okay. We're going to try to find somebody to raid. Um, remember, we are doing this every Wednesday. The, uh, last fr- uh, last week, we did SDGs on Friday because we had a guest who couldn't come during the week. Uh, Do you have a plan for next week? 
because we I are not here. doing SDC next week. <laughs> um, however, we are going to be streaming one movie that week. Um, it's going to be The Room. Uh, we're going to stream that movie after <laughs> oh we God. did The Mandalorian. Um, Lisa, so you're tearing come, me apart. I've never seen it, so come watch it with us. Because we're going to be doing two streamings that day, we're just not going to do SDC because Kelly's out. Um, but we will do one piece this week and we'll do one piece next week. Um, so yeah, come join us. I actually got really excited about One Piece. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really bummed. I'm gonna miss that. Oh, well, you have to read it on your own then. I know. I know. I'm safe. All right, guys. <laughs> until then, be safe, be kind to everybody, and we're gonna raid this Fisher. This Fisher. Tell them Normie send regards. Bye. Bye. Say bye. Get ready. Because it's about time for you. Besides one guy, it was great. It was therapeutic. <laughs>